Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Survive and Thrive, a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how in changing times, leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but also thrive. I'm your host, Jennifer Ayers. As a quick recap, last season, we focused on change management and helping our listeners understand how to positively influence the change they want to see in their organization. This season, our fourth season, we're exploring central topics around creating healthy culture in the workplace and how that can make the future of work even more impactful and more meaningful for individuals. We'll talk to various leaders and provide our own perspective on what's happening out there based on what we're seeing, experiencing, and helping our clients with. Today on Survive and Thrive, I want to discuss something that I think is really important and is very pervasive, not only in organizations, but in just about every household, someone knows somebody who's suffering from some kind of mental stress. So I want to explore employee wellness and well-being. As a leader, chances are you have a lot on your plate. You may, in fact, yourself be struggling with your own mental, emotional, and physical difficulties. So it's a lot to ask you to think about your team members and what they might be facing emotionally, mentally, and physically. However, the importance of us taking care of each other during very stressful times that we are experiencing is critical. But let me first explore the difference between well-being and wellness. Well-being encompasses an individual's emotional, social, and mental health needs, while wellness, on the other hand, is typically described as the behavior that promotes a healthy lifestyle and allows us to thrive. These are both important to consider in the workplace as productivity and the status of our health overall and the health of the organization is directly linked to well-being and wellness. Mental and physical health issues caused by work stress can certainly negatively impact performance, but it mostly hurts the individual. And since the onset of COVID-19, stress levels have been soaring. APA's 2021 Work and Well-Being Survey reflected that nearly three of five employees are reporting negative impacts of work-related stress, including lack of interest, motivation, energy, and effort at work. Three in five? That's a lot. Furthermore, feeling unwell can cause your employees to have less motivation to work at all resulting in higher cases of absenteeism or an understaffed team. According to a report from Ginger, 81% of employees said that symptoms ranging from fatigue and anxiety to physical ailments cause them to miss work. Maintaining professional boundaries can make it challenging to determine the best methods for addressing the needs of your team Fortunately, promoting wellness and well-being initiatives can be an appropriate way to encourage healthy practices within the workplace and explore if something's going on with one of your team members. Promoting or implementing programs that encourage individuals 
to participate in wellness or well-being both inside and outside the office can not only make a significant impact for that individual, but it helps your organization at large. Now, you may be thinking, hey, my team already benefits from healthcare plans, so doesn't that count as wellness? And you're right, it does. But wellness and well-being goes beyond just making sure that someone's physical needs are met. Implementing a well-being and wellness initiative program can support your team mentally, socially, and emotionally. So now more than ever, companies need to focus on maintaining wellness programs that look at the well-being of the individual in those aspects, physically, emotionally, and socially. Beyond having formal programs that allow an individual to participate in health plans that do cover emotional and physical well-being, there are some things you can do as a leader just to check in with your people before you even start a meeting, asking how someone's family's doing, how they're feeling today, and really listening goes a long way in terms of having somebody just feel like they're being heard. Sometimes you might sense that something might be a little bit off with one of your team members and asking if they need time to address something rather than meet you right now can sometimes open up a conversation or just give somebody space to go take care of something that's on their mind. In addition, as a leader, encouraging people to take walks while you're meeting. Sometimes my partners and I, we get on a phone call and we just talk and walk, which is really nice. So you're not always sitting in front of your computer. There are a lot of little things that leaders can do just to try to support their team members during this time while ensuring that the organization overall maintains some of these critical wellness programs for people to access. Taking these steps as a leader and maintaining investments in initiatives that support mental well-being, physical well-being, emotional well-being, and social well-being really benefit your organization as a whole. In a survey from the Health Enrichment Research Organization, they said that over 90% of business leaders believe promoting wellness can help positively affect employee productivity and performance. These efforts can improve your employee morale and increase your retention rates. According to a report by the American Psychological Association, 89% of workers at companies that support well-being initiatives are more likely to recommend their company as a good place to work. Why? Because you feel cared for. And frankly, there really is no reason why an organization doesn't have some kind of well-being or wellness program in support of their employees. Cigna found that 20% of companies' direct costs are caused by expenditures related to a worker who is under stress, which creates a health problem and in turn leads to high job turnover or absenteeism. And yes, certainly there is a cost to implementing these programs, but according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, a report published called Winning the Wellness Studies were showing that well-designed programs resulted in an ROI of $1.50 to $3 per dollar spent over a two to nine year time frame. So 
it's critical that at this time, in such a time of turmoil, we preserve and keep our wellness programs intact or we introduce new ones if they don't already exist. So yes, while planning and implementing these kind of programs do come at a cost and they take a lot of effort at times, when applied correctly, the effort is well worth it. And before you know it, perhaps you will have a healthy and thriving workforce. Thank you everyone for listening and joining this week's episode of our Survive and Thrive podcast. Remember, at Consinity, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, thrive. Take care.